Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> what up, what up, what up, y'all? This is Two Chains of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, Today, got a special guest, a friend of mine. Uh, you may have heard of him, but if not, I'm going to introduce to you. Tell, he'll tell you all about what he does and... We'll just go from there, but got my good friend Sean O'Brien, the host of the Square Circle Sound Off today. Um, that's from the WLW Studios. What's going on, Brian? Or uh, Sean? <laughs> uh, what's up, Chambers? How's it going, man? Ain't nothing, man. Um, first of all, just let's just plug you in really quick. Where can everybody find you if they want to, you know, check you out and see what you're talking about and everything that you represent? Well, I'm on I'm on Twitter at Sean Neutron. You know, it's a nickname I got from high school and uh. <laughs> so I kind of just kept it with me, and I'm I'm glad I didn't have to fight for that, you know, for that, and have to do like a, a Sean Neutron O2 or a, with underscore. I just got that's also <laughs> that's uh, also. I'm, I'm I'm happy I got that, but yeah, so they can find me with on on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and uh, I do uh, blogging at sh- uh, SeanNeutron.blogspot.com, and uh, I occasionally do freelance writing for a few we- different websites. But um, you know, so I'm just trying. I've I've been doing the podcasting stuff a lot lately, and trying to get back into the writing. On a daily basis so basically um we are both big advocates of indie wrestling and we both are very very big supporters of our local indie show nova pro wrestling so we met through um a couple of events and you know we've always talked we wanted to do something together so that's what's happening right now expect some more material and uh, more uh cross collaboration shows down the line this is just the start of it so i love it man i love collaborating whether it's with wrestlers you know, the personalities or blog, blog, bloggers, podcasters. I'm all about, you know, just talking wrestling with anyone, really. Right. Yeah, like like, like I say, just, you know, we do this for fun, network, um, you know, get away from our nine to fives that stress us out all day and then come home and actually talk about some good old wrestling with some friends and stuff. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah, so... I have to vent for about five seconds about what you just said about how you didn't have to fight for your Twitter name. Uh-huh. I just want to say that the owner of at Big Gold Belt, who has never used their account since 2013, <laughs> <laughs> if somebody, anybody out there in the world can make that person either surrender it or just come up off of it by any type of methods possible, that will greatly make me happy. How many tweets they got? Man, like seven. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Maybe maybe we'll get another uh, another tweet in a few years. (laughs) It's ridiculous, man. I'm just like, come on, dude. Like, come on. Come up off of that. But it's all good. It's all good. So anyway, um, you know, we're going to get into tonight talking about a little bit of Raw SmackDown talk. A couple of things that hit the rumor sheets. And, um... Some more rumble booking. Also, a little bit of um, the uh, the UK Championship Tournament. Um, obviously, that happened over the past weekend, which was a really, really great um, show, period. But it's just curious to see that 
uh, come Raw SmackDown, they really didn't move towards any of the really big unanswered questions that we had. And um, I know for a fact, I mean, they say they was going to move towards having a weekly product, but when is that happening? We didn't get a release date for that. Um, who's on commentary? Who will it feature? You know, with all that momentum they had this week, and I was expecting something to happen like right now. Am I am I wrong for desiring that so soon? From the UK attorney? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that they uh, they didn't really explain what they were going to do uh, in terms of a, you know how, you know once they, the belt is won, like what are they going to do with it from a week to week basis? So I, that that part really like you know it intrigued you, it intrigued me, but they didn't answer it. Um, I feel they will obviously add a show to the the network. Um, who knows what they're going to call it? But maybe like British, I don't know, British brawlers. Who knows? But um, they do they do need to inform the crowd on. But I haven't seen anything online on Twitter. Uh, they've been in that way. They've been kind of hush hush about it. You know. I, I I don't know. Like yeah, but that's that's the thing. That's like why. Um, you like like I've emphasized on my reaction videos that you've seen everything that was done with the CWC. Um, you've seen the mishaps about not having actually placement for the uh, the talent afterwards. They didn't have a show. They was just put on Raw at some point. Um, it was, and, you know, they didn't have much of a storylines and everything. There was no feuds in the tournament really built. So the UK tournament building feuds, um, not so much backstory, which was great. Um, and just a lot of, like, momentum going forward and so much of it that you like automatically ready to start seeing it now so the fact yeah we're not going to get the weekly show right away that's fine i still want to have a little bit of expectation as to when um you know will we see some of these will we see some of the talent on raw smackdown obviously some talent that was in the tournament is in nxt already so i don't know just a lot a lot of unanswered questions that i just was wondering you know why didn't they take the opportunity immediately to go over it, and I guess that was a little bit of a disappointment. But yeah, I think they were kind of just trying to celebrate the whole the the, the completion of it, and uh, maybe patting themselves in the back a little bit, and then his win, you know, Braid's win. Yeah, but, you know, we're we're both at, we're you know we're on the edge of our seats waiting what they do next, and uh, you know, I, I think hopefully they answer it pretty soon. Yeah. Okay, so um, you watched the tournament. We didn't get to chat about it too much. Uh, a little bit on Twitter, but not too much about it um what, what's your overall thoughts of it your 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 positives your negatives i know you emphasize how much you like the belt and a lot of people did and i can't agree anymore it's the belt i loved it absolutely showed us that the wwe actually does have the skill to create a nice belt <laughs> so um but yeah again what were some of your pros and cons uh coming from the tournament uh like you said about the belt you know it's probably that if somebody sits there and says anything that criticizes the belt at all it, it means they, they will hate on absolutely anything. Uh, they can't, they're a Scrooge and they can't be fixed. And, uh, you know, I, you know, so it's, they went, they went perfect with that design. And it's, I would say in terms of appearance wise, it's better than any belt they have in the company. Um, but the, the tournament itself, it was very quick and succinct. Uh, they did a pretty good job as much as they could have introducing the superstars. And I feel that the one thing that's kind of hurt it in a way is, at times, it did kind of feel like they were doing the, what they're doing the Cruiserweight Classic and on a smaller scale, um, and a lot of the guys. It did some of them felt a little similar, you know. So there were ones like Pete Dunne. He really stood out, you know. I think is the star making performance for him. Uh, obviously, Bray wins, and he, you know, he he, he kills it. Um, he's young, but he so he doesn't really have a lot of personality, but still, 
I think it was with the Mustache Mountain. He's part of that. Yeah. Um, and a few of the other guys, uh, I really enjoyed their style. But there were some guys who you just kind of felt like it was copy and paste. Yeah. Um, my my pros is uh, the WWE working on a deal with the the UK promotions, the ICW, and the Progress. And you know, if the rumors is true, to see that come to light on um, the WWE Network is an absolute plus. So that even though the talent that doesn't quote unquote sign with the WWE, we still get to see them on a day to day basis. Um, so you know, even though that's a rumor, I consider that still to be a plus. And the fact that they even reached out to those uh, promotions and really uh, established that that's where they came from was a was a plus to me as well. The reason why is because the CWC did not pay much homage to their talent that they got from Evolve. Which you know, obviously, we know that they work hand in hand with, but yeah. I still would have liked to see a little bit of more like announcement, knowing that that's where they came from. Um, I can't agree with you anymore. Like, yeah, some of the talent in their looks does look recycled, which deems a little bit of worry to how they're going to be used. Um, but everybody, obviously, in this whole tournament, looks like they could put a clinic in the ring. So the ta- the the in-ring talents there the some gimmicks may some gimmicks and appearances may have to be redone a, a little bit yeah um p dunn is ready to go right now absolute plus for the kid i'm surprised um, he lost honestly you know my whole thing about that is the per- the person who was the most ready wwe look and everything to be ready was not the one that was going to win they wanted somebody they can build a little bit so you know tyler Bate, 19 years old perfect he i don't think he has any under any major contracts or anything so he's perfect somebody that you want to build up give a new look because we already got the gentleman jack look or put him in a stable whatever it may be he is that person you can mold um andrews i mean obviously he's been all around so and you can see that he can go in the ring there's nothing that needs to be really done there um and Wolfgang, somebody else, I think, obviously is ready. Uh, he can use the spotlight as with WWE to actually promote who he is a little bit better because he doesn't. I'm he's he a, got the win that he got, and that's it. That's the that's the thing. Those are the people that you know you kind of want to like do more with, sort of say. And, and the contrary to this to this conversation, it's like when you look at the CWC, it's like you knew Kodo Obushi wasn't going to win because he was already well over everything. Just and Zack Saber Jr. Another person. So you needed somebody who was not just a household name that was really dominant on the indie scenes that you can make sort of say your own in WWE. And TJP was, I mean, he was the person because he had so many failures. He wasn't booming on the indie scene. Why not make him your own and, and, you know, make him better, let groom him the WWE way. So I, I, that's why I kind of thought that, you know, Tyler Bate was a, a practical pick there. You know, and I think, but, like you said, you know, adding a promotion with them, like Evolve, they haven't really, uh, you know, they've said it, you know, if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you know about the, the involvement of both promotions. Um, but then when you, you, if you're like a casual one, you have no idea what Evolve is, honestly. Mm-hmm. And the same is said for uh, Progress Wrestling. And, you know, there's definitely a great you know, promotion for them. They showed them watching from the crowd. Um, and I actually thought it was funny when they showed Finn Balor watching earlier, and then they showed... Um, Late, and then they had an entrance for him during like the main, you know, the second night. And I'm like, he was here last night. We were surprised. <laughs> That's the same day. It's like, oh, why is this a big thing all of a sudden? Right, right, right. Um, but 
Yeah, that's pretty much you know that's pretty much my 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 final take on the UK uh, uh, Championship tournament. I look forward to seeing what else comes out with it and everything. Hopefully, the rumors about progress and the ICW being able to um, be streamed on the WWE Network comes to life because that would be great. And that will also be a, a key stepping stone for other um, indie shows to take that same avenue. And I, I, mean, I can only imagine my nine ninety nine to get. Those two and like what some evolve or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's really you're getting your bang for your buck. I'm surprised they haven't raised the price already. Oh man, look, it's it's coming. It is coming. I I think about it all the time. How like Netflix and Hulu were certain prices at a point, and now they just keep on and on. HBO um, went today. You know their own streaming services, and I think they're like thirteen dollars. I mean, at some point we're going to be looking at this all all type of streaming services being. 15 to 20 dollars because cable is going to be obsolete and it's going to be all about making their them making their money this way so but we'll see but anyway like i said let's talk about raw a little bit this week mm-hmm. um raw still same old drug out show a lot of down points some good points but i have to say that i was a little intrigued about the booking with the club versus samus and cesaro coming into this week while i was highlighted um, on the WWE app alert before Raw, um, it was highlighted in the beginning of Raw, so I figured it was a big deal. Yeah, I also had the same feeling one time when they did this with the New Day, and then the match was a squash match, and then the rematch the next week was a squash match. So I was a little bit leery, but I figured that now that the New Day isn't their, you know, their co- their token tag team, that this may go a little bit different. So I was really, really intrigued to watch this match. And what happened, happened. A deep, they went, Sheamus hits the ref. Ref doesn't see it. Another ref comes out, gives them the one, two, three. We have new tag team champs. Everybody in the crowd is wild. Tweets were flying out that quick. Everybody, you was like, bout time. And it, was, it was instantaneous how fast everybody's reactions was. And then the other ref gets up, calls it off and says that it was a DQ because he's seen Sheamus hit him mm-hmm. and that the club wins by DQ, therefore taking the belts from him. <laughs> First of all, every week we get new shenanigans by refs. <laughs> like, I guess in my own mind, I'm thinking like all the refs are trained. They all are supposed to be following the same ref books. Yet each week there's always a new type of standards or stipulation and call it. And I get it. It's wrestling. It's the art of calling the match. I get it. But man, it doesn't get me nothing more heated than when refs do like inconsistent uh, calls. And I don't know if certain refs are trying to get heel heat, but <laughs> that, that right there really had me bubbling for a while. What's, well, your, what's your take on that match, man? The, the premise, man, the, the one issue I have with it is the premise of what they did, the dusty finish, that's used for, for baby faces, for good guys. When you do it with a heel tag team, I'm not sure what kind of reaction you're trying to go to go for. You're trying to get them sympathy. Um, it doesn't work the opposite way. And this is a tag team that is you've had them lose so many times before, and now that they're they're past the new day and they're facing um, they're facing Cesaro and Sheamus, it it just seemed like a lot of unnecessary booking. Uh, so I, you know now you know I think it does more hurt or harm for them does you know helping them. So I just I wasn't a big fan of the way they they booked that angle because it kind of confused the crowd and they're like, well, okay, they they lost, good, but it also hurts Sheamus and Cesaro because we weren't really 
you know, excited for the result and for them either. So what did it really accomplish? You, you're absolutely right. I mean, the thing about Seamus and Cesaro is they're not a tag team. They both just released two new shirts with no like type of collaboration with each other. Um, they both still use their same entrances and their music and everything. So they're not an established tag team. So we know at some point that they're going to be broken up apart again and, um, you know, go for their deserved single run, both of them. Um, so, you know, maybe they are being used as their, as the, you know, transitioning point to actually giving the club the belts that they were brought in the WWE to have. And then, you know, at some point we move towards the whole club being built a thing, whatever it's going to be. But you're right. It didn't accomplish anything. And and, and ultimately just, it doesn't hurt the club, but it still gives you that sour taste of like, what are they doing with them year two? Exactly. <laughs> you, We've seen very little progress with them. Um, you know, you want to talk about that promote you know, progress wrestling, that's sure in it because we've seen maybe what, uh, one good match, a uh, singles match from, uh, Anderson and then Luke Gallows, you know, by himself, there's nothing special. Um, so I don't know what trying to kind of thing they're trying to go with them, but you know, they come from Japan. They they have a all that hype coming from them and with AJ. And then what do they do? They they split them up and they kind of leave them to. I mean, obviously AJ is successful, but on Raw they leave the the club to do um, their own thing. And I think it's kind of similar to how they split up Enzo and Cass and, and Carmella. And Enzo and Cass are okay in themselves, but Carmelo's hurting on SmackDown a little bit. Yeah, there was definitely definitely some um, questionable drafting tactics in the WWE draft, and that was one. Actually, those were two, actually. I was surprised that happened. Um, I get it. You want to make the draft as believable as you want, but there's no reason that the club should have been away from AJ. I get that Finn Balor's still there, but... I think that's, that's what kind of screwed them up his injury, but at the same time, it, it doesn't. It felt it felt like okay, AJ, they got him all taken care of, but after the injury happened, they were like, well, what do we want to do? And at the end of the day, I have no clue how these token pieces all come together, being on separate shows. Um, is money to be made, so we know it's happening, but just when and eventually how is the big question. Um, I look forward to it nonetheless. I know. And the other thing I always said too is if you if you haven't noticed, like the club has only had one shirt in one year. So they're banking on They have some sweet merchandise. Like they have some sweet like gear. That's one thing I love about them. Uh they got their gear game on point. Uh they don't like you said, I don't think they're capitalized enough on their that look. That that that's because I feel like they're waiting for like the the, the prevented moment to like to do so. So I'm thinking like like the ultimate end game for all of this is supposed to come full circle. I get it, but the only person that's the the club Anderson and Gallows are being hurt. Yeah, in the by this, the, right? Because you're hurting, their, you're hurting their credibility, and you know by the time they get to whatever they they want to do with Balor and AJ, whatever they want to do, uh, it's what are they going to be worth anything? You know, right? I agree. Time and will look, tell. I don't even care if, if if you want to make an argument that the tag team division isn't even like legitimate as it is now. They it still be, doesn't yeah, matter. <laughs> they should be to be having some quality wins. They, you know, they should be have consistency, reliability. But it's it's just that fifty fifty booking that WWE loves, and uh, the club is a victim of it. And actually, sometimes they're more of a victim of seventy five twenty five booking. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, dude. I don't even care if they did not wrestle 
for like months and all they did was just kept coming in interfering and beating up people backstage brawls or whatever that keeps them strong Mm -hmm. there's nothing strong about this tad team that i once heard about that was in japan winning all the goals and part of this stable that was taking over the world that i've never really heard about either and you know you I market mean, all that here when you, when you look at it with uh luke gallows i mean how, how how much greater is this character than he was as festus exactly <laughs> it's not 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 much <laughs> i don't think he i don't even think he can argue that one <laughs> so i mean yes your merch is good sir but yes no 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 um another pointer i got uh talking about raw is uh, neville made an appearance ran out to attack Rich Swan before the match between uh Rich Swan and um uh what's his name? Uh what's his name? Oh uh, um Neville? No, who was Rich Swan about to face before Neville came out? Can't even think about it. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I mean Tony Niece. Oh Tony yeah. Niece, that's right, right. Yeah, that's right. So not that we care about Tony Nice in this point right here, but um, Neville is like on a mean streak right now. And first of all, I got to say that I was surprised that Neville would have be there coming from the UK uh, the day before. So like I tweeted out, they must got uh, Neville on the John Cena plan, flying him from here to there. <laughs> <laughs> so and they, um, I mean, they, the way he's he's proven it the last uh, month or so, he's really just since his return, he has proven he's worth uh, all that investment. Yeah. Uh, Neville is legit right now. Um, I'm liking the booking for him. I haven't felt this strong of a desire to watch Neville since NXT. He's on the main street. I like him way better as a heel. Dude, he's so natural. Yeah. Um, his his appearance at the UK uh, championship against, um, I can't think of what his WWE name oh, uh, is now. Well, it's Tommy End, and now it's Alistair Black. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, yes. I like that name. But uh, for for me, um, this is on a, a little tangent. But when it comes to the Tommy End, uh, I was thinking the other day, why is his, does he not have a finisher called the End Game? You know, that's a that's a good point. I mean, I'm, I'm saying like, that's just a basic thought. I looked, I even <laughs> Wikipedia googled it because I, I didn't know a lot about him. But I looked at his finishers. Yeah. I go, how is none of these say the End Game? Don't worry, Michael Cole is coming for you. <laughs> Michael Cole is coming for he'll, you. He'll screw up that. He'll screw up anything, but I'll give him credit. He was actually uh, really good at the UK tournament. There were some mistakes he did have. Uh, yeah. I think at one point, one of the guys did a corkscrew backflip, and he said, I've never seen that before. And of course... What, what, did, what do you call that, exactly? Is yeah, what, what do you call said? that? Tony, Tony Nese does it every week. Yeah, there might not be a, a, a official move name for it, but it is what you would call a corkscrew moonsault. <laughs> Come on, bro. I think Michael Cole definitely was a lot better uh, being let off the chain a little bit. But, yes, he was still Michael Cole-ish. Uh, I don't I – don't, uh, well, we couldn't see, obviously, but didn't see him holding any papers or reading from his notes. Yeah, he, I mean, but, he had good chemistry with Desmond. I don't want to unfairly bash Cole. I don't want to be that like, typical IWCer, but um, he's not perfect. And I actually read a headline today that he is uh, – and I'll, I'll mention that later on my show – is that he uh, is preparing to kind of have more of a bet, just a full-time backstage role – and yeah. hand over the reins. And yeah, and not that you say IWC, excuse me, I keep saying ICW, but yes, the IWC the, in uh, progress is what the dis- dyslexic rumor. CW. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, though, I'm liking I'm liking the Neville booking. Um, and the reason why there's even reason to bring that up is because it's nothing better than when you see a character that's being used right, especially being brought back from injury. It doesn't always happen that way. 
No, so to see that, what they're doing for him right now is, is phenomenal to me. And the thing about this too is that sometimes you have something written on paper, and you know how well does it really turn out in execution? Uh, it's yeah. all about Neville and what, what he's been capable of, and I feel that they just never took advantage of his abilities before this. Um, yeah. And they finally are striking gold with him, and at times, honestly, he kind of reminds me of a little Wade Barrett. You know, he's got mm-hmm. that kind of personality, but he mm-hmm. can, obviously can go way more in the ring. Um, yeah. So I, I feel that, that there's a little bit of a comparison there. Yeah. Um, and then another thing too is um, I have to say that his uh, mic skills or promo skills has been a lot a lot better has been elevated since maybe that's what he's been working on since he was hurt but it's I think he probably already had the had the ability but as a face there's not much he could have done yeah that's true I mean, because you say hey guys like watch me flip watch me flip <laughs> here's my power and here's my little uh, tight little I do like um, how they've changed video. his theme song to be a little bit darker so I like because yeah. you can't keep having the old one they had and. You know, now he did use the red arrow at the UK tourney, but when it comes to Raw, he's been using the superplex, and it's smart because you can't have those flashy moves as a, a bad guy. Agreed. It's his perfect book, and I think, and you know, you know what's funny? I think Lucha Underground does one of the best job with their talents to making sure that their finishers, their theme, all mit, mm-hmm. uh, matches. You know, if they're Hiller face, like Pentagon Junior is the complete package of what you want a, a heel to be with the um i always forget the name of it but that arm breaker that you know breaks your arm yeah, it's yeah. ultimate heel move <laughs> yeah exactly you know, i i you know i honestly i'll be honest i don't see lucha underground because i don't have the uh the channel but i mm-hmm. do have a friend uh there's a cheap plug for him uh tweets of jay baka and he re- recaps it for me every week so he he knows a lot about it but uh, i know i do know some of their stars like that but i think the, the premise is exactly the thing it's if you're a bad guy, use bad guy moves. Yeah. You know, don't get the crowd into it. You do rest holds when 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 you they want a flashy move. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the best heels are the ones who can just turn a whole uh, situation upside down. Yeah, I, look, when I see heels and they doing heel stuff, heels doing heel things. So a lot, you know, and here's a plug. So a lot of it's the it's one of the biggest reasons why I enjoy Nova Pro is because yeah. like heels do heels things, straight up. And 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 that's how it should be. Yeah, and exactly. Especially, I think they've had times with the sandwich squad, and you you, you see them like you know take away the sandwiches or throw them on the ground. Yeah, and, you know, it's just great stuff. Yeah, Logan um, is obviously the epitome of that to me, um, as far as you know, um, the heels doing heels stuff. Speaking of that, you know, off the record, well, not on the record since we're, <laughs> we're live. Yeah. We definitely got to make sure we get together to uh, the preview that Nova Pro. Oh, reload. Um, yeah, reload uh, February 17th. February 17th. That's going to be the Annandale Voluntary Fire Department of Columbia Pike. Yep. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that show, and I'm, I'm talking to a few of those stars uh, prior to that as well. So it's going to be fun times indeed, and it's going to be a new venue for them. Yeah. Uh, some key names, uh, Veda Scott, Donovan Dijak, Jordan Grace, um, Sanjay Duck. Uh, you know John, John Kerman. I'm going to talk to you later tonight. That's right. That's right. I I, I can't wait to listen to that. I'm all I, I, you know before we go up there today. I, I want to definitely make sure I can plug a question in for you to ask. Definitely, him, I got sure. you. Let, so. let me get my pen out. <laughs> the obvious and simple question to ask him has been: What has been his crossover from the MMA world to pro wrestling? You it's, mean what? 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 Uh, what was the origin? Well. So to say, well, he's he's done a lot of like um, amateur um, MMA fights, correct? Yeah. 
So sort of say what's been his crossover, what, what's been the journey from the crossover to doing MMA to pro wrestling? You know, it's almost easy to say it's seamless, but we see it don't work a lot effectively on all levels. Considering that he's an indie talent, um, you know, new to the game, may not be a household name to a lot of people, and doing it, and doing it good, too. At well, that. I, I and, think and, if you look at the three levels or, or three main cases that you got Brock Lesnar uh, doing it, obviously, WWE and UFC, but then also mm-hmm. uh, independent-wise, you've seen Matt Riddle from the UFC do it with Evolve yep, and uh, yep. a bunch of other promotions, and actually uh, Kerman fought Matt Riddle last year at one point. Yeah. So definitely have two MMA guys go at it. That's almost like you can go from a wrestling match to an MMA belt, but kind of get really creative with it. So, um, yeah, that will be an interesting point to ask him about the transition and obstacles he faced. Yeah, and, and I got to give him his props from, you know, my first Nova Pro event to all the way to the end of the year. I've seen his, I've seen him progress. I've seen him kind of shadow Sanjay sometimes to him actually being the most, the dominant person in the ring. Um, and, you know, it looks provident for him to have a good uh, indie wrestling career as it stands, and it's just that's. I just want to know what's really been the, what's really been the obstacles for him, and you know, I can look at people like Bobby Lashley, who is oh, I forgot, I forgot Lashley. Yeah, he's a great he's a great wrestler. He's dominant in Bellator, and then I come back to him in wrestling. I'm just like, well, he doesn't have any charisma. Like yeah. he's, he's he's lacking. Gotten- I'll give him credit. He's gotten better, but he's not where, you know, he's not a top promo guy by any means. To his experience, being in WWE, being the top guy in TNA, to being um, undefeated in Bellator for a while, I think he's only lost one match, if I'm not mistaken, to being a champ, to having all the belts, <laughs> quite frank. Yeah, at one point it got a little ridiculous last year. He kept winning all the belts, and I understand what they're trying to go for, but it kind of hurt their company a little bit. Kind of like right. when they did Rollins with the U.S. title, WWE title. Yeah. I still don't see him being a natural as a wrestler. I, when I, in Octagon, I, fear, I, I see the fear that yeah. people look no, when they a, see he's him. He's a beast in the, oct- in the, uh, yeah. in the cage. But uh, the one thing that bugs me out Lashley is his, his spear. He, he, yeah. he loves to do like a flip with it. That takes yeah. all the force out of it. it does, it's yeah. not believable. You're a big dude. Just run into him. <laughs> it rains, kills it with a spear. And, but, and you know what's funny? Moose God. stopped doing his like that. Moose just stopped it, period, actually. Yeah. Because that was actually his finisher as well, too, and I was curious how that was going to work. But it's kind of, Moose, they both should have dropped it. Quite kind of like when Sandow had to, couldn't wear purple uh, or pink because of Breast Cancer Month, but Cena could wear pink. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's so that. It, it's like they always look at these superstars and say, okay, what, this guy can do it, but no, no, you little guy, you can't do it. Yeah. To get back on Raw a little bit, though, um, Charlotte and Bailey um, had a segment. Charlotte taking jabs at Bailey in her childhood and her love for WWE, her obsession, as she said, which, you know, was good. Charlotte is a natural, natural heel, probably the best heel in the company, one of the best, arguably top three, no question. Um, Bailey comes out and cuts a probably the most natural Bailey promo she's cut since she's been on the main roster because they've been having her awkward spots talking um but not talking smack uh I can't even think of the name of the the raw one but you know those little after interviews with her she just yeah. seemed very uncomfortable they had her in it in it the invasion of smack uh, of uh smackdown where she looked misplaced so for a while, you know, barely so over, you would never say there's question on her character. But for a while, honestly, I was just like, 
they need to make sure they got her her proper place. And I thought that Charlotte cut a good heel promo that made uh, Bailey cut one back that made her more her zone. Nonetheless, uh, so, you know, props to that. I think with that segment, um, you know, you mentioned Charlotte's promo abilities. They've really increased. I didn't like her at first. She kind of, to me, she sounded like Ultimate Warrior at times. She's so rigid and stiff. But she's definitely <laughs> improved. Um, yeah. You know, so she she just owns it every time she's out there. But then when it came to Bailey this time, what they did is they kind of did that weird thing where they they wrote too much for her and they did the whole poem thing. And it's it would have been okay if they got away with one of them, but they did three and the whole crowd, even the crowd was like, dude, like murmuring. Yeah, the third and, one was so trash. Uh, it was, it's like you're not John Cena back in 2003. Um, you can't get away with it. We love you, Bailey, but stay to the natural conversation. Uh, you started out pretty well with the, the premise of what she was saying, and um, she delivered okay, and the crowd would have been fine with that. But mm-hmm. when it got to the whole, you know, poem thing, I'm like, stop, stop, please. And stop. I do think they gave Charlotte a little, Charlotte a little bit too much time. Uh, they kept mm-hmm. giving, and you know, she kind of droned on a little bit, and that was up to WWE to write that to be a little bit more concise, and they failed there. I, I definitely can see that. <laughs> First of all, somebody's obviously been looking at my tweets because I exactly called <laughs> Bailey the female John Cena. The and dropping the thug and the basic thugonomics beat uh lyrics in, in the ring, and that's exactly what it was just trash. Like, yeah, yeah it they like, were oh. funny and catchy, but stop. The third one, stop, stop. Yeah, it was, it was that was bad. I mean, I'm, if when you make me look like I can rap, that's that's gonna be pretty bad. Yeah, so um, I, I guess, I guess the whole point of the matter is that match is gonna happen, and I, I expect Bailey to win, I expect Bailey to win at the Royal Rumble. Because I expect Bailey and Sasha to be the next few, and I expect us to I expect WWE to capture that NXT Brooklyn takeover match magic between Bailey and Sasha on the biggest stage possible. They've they've had, they've had a long way to go to get back to that that uh that standard they set. Um, they've been screwing it up left and right, but we'll see uh, where they go with it. Um, I'm I haven't been impressed and with the, all the attention they give that division. I think SmackDown is doing a better job with Alexa Bliss. Uh, and Becky, and now Mickey James, which I'm super excited about. That crowd uh, did not pop for Mickey James like I wanted them to. But hey, what are you gonna do? I agree, I agree. And you know what, too, so on, on, to add to that, what you said too, Sasha has a long way, in my eyes, oh. to prove that she deserves a top tier, yeah. top slot WrestleMania match. She's been sloppy over the years. So she's, I, been, yeah, she's gotten sloppier with her work. Her, her pro abilities aren't where they need to be. Uh, I don't want to sound like I'm unnecessarily complaining, but. Um, you know, I, obviously she can go in the ring, but she's a little reckless. And now their whole thing with her is, you know, how injury prone she can be, as you saw on Raw. It's like, what are we going to do? Check her after every match and have some sort of injury angle. After- like, dude, you're not Mark yeah. Henry. You can't pull it off well. Second of all, it kind of trivializes what real guys are going through, whether it's Balor or Zayn. So please don't trivialize injury in wrestling. It just gets very. You know what's funny about that? My girlfriend said the same exact thing. Um, she she looked at it and she said like I did not appreciate that, and I was just like I'm looking at it like what What are you talking about? She's like you no, know, because like you don't really joke around with the injury whole thing, especially that real people are shelved right now yeah. and don't know when they're going to return. I mean, considering the fact that Daniel Bryan is going through like the ultimate depression or total divas, you know that appeals to women. They look at that and they're sympathetic for a guy that we're sympathetic for too. Which, by so the, the way, whole world's actually, sympathetic. I'm pretty sure he can wrestle. He's been cleared by the doctors, but WWE they don't want to risk anything. Shh, shh. 
because we know what's going to happen soon. There's money to be made there, man. If I, that did happens, rumor, dude. I did see that rumor today about potential, and I'll talk about that later on on, on, on the Squared Circle Sound Off, but yeah. uh, you know that there is a potential match we will discuss later on with him. I look forward to it. Dude, I, I mean, I want it to happen. <laughs> I want it to happen so bad, but yeah. nonetheless, though, I, just, I, I, I didn't like... Sasha's progressing for this whole year was subpar. You, you don't see the transactions like she did, like Charlotte did. Where no, you, you well, know. the thing that hurt her too is the fact they kept doing that. Her and Charlotte, like first of all, they're like a hot potato of the title. Second of all, um, you know, history, history, history. We don't yeah. care. Let it just happen. So I, I'm, uh, you know, I think once they turn Sasha heel, they'll they'll be back to where they need to be with her. But she's yep. been a face a little bit too long, and uh, I, I'm so, they had hints of it with Bailey a few weeks ago. At mm-hmm. times, but I think they need to do that turn, you know, soon. Now, yeah, you look, the bottom line is the boss is not a face gimmick because, as so, I've yeah, said, the arrogance, the swag. Like I said, I don't like her gimmick because Charlotte is a better boss than she is. And then I didn't even think about it until last week, but I was like, well, shoot. Um, Stephanie McMahon is the ultimate boss, and she's like the ultimate heel. Oh, so dude, it's just that is, I could I could go on for an hour talking about Stephanie. But the one thing I will say about her is, we know she's got the abilities, but at the same time, I feel uh, she kind of overshadows the women too much. And she's done it for years now. She did it with AJ Lee. Now she's doing it with these divas. It's like just relax, you know, and, and let let these women shine. And you, no one gets comeuppance on Stephanie. And whether you're a guy or a girl, yeah, she got accidentally speared by Roman Reigns, but. <laughs> It, 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 yeah, that's that's an anomaly in an isolated situation. She needs to just chill out and you know stop berating Mick Foley, stop berating her her roster because she has to be over the entire time. Kind of like tri- a female Triple H now. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to have a show just to talk about Stephanie McMahon. Oh, we'll, we'll get to it. I, I I think I've been trashing the last few weeks on my my podcast, but um, <laughs> it, awesome. but actually, you know, they did a better job this week with not having her them hurt the flow like they normally do um mm-hmm. but smackdown does the best job with that where they just have daniel bryan come in come out and mm-hmm. focus on the roster because two mm-hmm. hours you don't have a lot of time to waste so yeah speaking of smackdown skin into it really quick um they start off the show with the scene of aj styles and miz uh little loved it the, the conversation was awesome the miz is so good john the cena is good. as john an exaggerator AJ, aj i mean his mic abilities he's had since he's, his run have just really surprised me how good he can be as a heel. And he had John Cena sitting there going, stirring the pot, saying, you're going to yeah. take that? Step up, yeah. bro. Yeah. I loved it. Um, There's a lot of magic to be made within that trio right there. And um, AJ comment towards the Miz about uh, to, uh, Maurice about limp performance was absolutely defining. <laughs> oh, usually a lot of times I don't like it when they, they kind of call the guys a manhood and like, whether it's Roman Reigns or John Cena doing it, but in this, it was pretty creative in this one. Yeah, I think I think the other thing too is because we we don't expect that from AJ. Yeah, like two heels, it's fine, but when it comes to like John Cena and Roman Reigns and, doing it, yeah, basis, I mean, yeah, he fired back. You know, with that whole they they got him about his soccer mom haircut, but he fired back. Yeah, that look. Who cares about his haircut? But he has grown it over the years, and I was looking at the evolution how he looked. I was like, yeah, he actually did try to like nail that look, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, no, he's it, you know, but. I, I think I'm maybe I'm just jealous because I, I I wish I had that kind of hair I could do stuff with that. Mine's too short and mine's too thick, so I can't really grow it out, you know. So I I'm just jealous, AJ, for the record. 
Um, so then we had uh, the whole Dean Ambrose and Randy Orton for, for the IC Championship. So obviously this match significance is Randy Orton seems to be plotting something from the inside. Now, I don't know if you caught it, but Randy I Orton had... And I feel I'm just... I, I can't get into a Wyatt family implosion just yet because as much as I want the Wyatts to do their own thing, I want Harper to be successful by himself. I want Bray Wyatt to do his own thing. Orton obviously can do his own thing whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had a chance to really make them a strong, stable, a strong team organically, uh, more so than when they did it with Daniel Bryan a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But now they're mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, they, they, I really, th- I, I'll say this again, and I feel that they should have kept the titles on them uh, up until WrestleMania and had what's their face, uh, American Alpha, win it that weekend. I agree. I agree. I, yeah, they they had magic with them and momentum with them winning the championship. It looked good. I mean. Well, quite frankly, if you didn't know anything, they introduced to you what the Freebird rule was. Yeah, they, they actually literally introduced it a week before. They lost the titles, and then they said, okay, now you don't have titles anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, what? They never introduced it officially with the New Day, but when it came to them, uh, they officially introduced it, and they didn't use they didn't utilize it. Exactly. So I, I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm not ready for it yet. Um, That whole, the, first of all, Randy Orton with the Wyatt family is something that definitely should have just been much longer. And it should hopefully it stays a little bit longer, but it does look like they're foreshadowing something to come with Randy Orton's little um smirk that he gave after the confrontation between uh Bray Wyatt. He had more he had more interest uh, out of the ring this week than in it. Absolutely. We're, get we're about to, to get, get to that, that later as well. We're about to get to that in a like quick second. Um no rush, no rush. I had Dolph Ziggler and Jerry the King Lawler written down. I I, I mean I, I like what they're doing. Uh, some people might be critical that, you know, the heart attack angle, like, it was a real-life situation, a very scary situation a few years ago. Um, but there was no way he would approve that, uh, or he wouldn't have approved it, and they would have gone with, with it anyway. Yeah. But he know, he knows what makes a good angle, and I feel like, you know, he, he really felt it would add to it. And uh, I thought it was, you know, I can't complain. They did it pretty well. And then Ziggler, yeah. you know, he's got this more slow, methodical style, and now uh, instead of this, this constant screaming into the microphone, um, and I think about that heart attack thing. When that happened, who who was on commentary? Was it Michael Cole alone, or who was it? No, no, I think there was a three man crew. I want to say JDL, Michael Cole. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Just randomly thinking about that, but that was like I, I a remember, big thing. For some reason, I remember weirdly enough that Wade Barrett was was rest. He was wrestling, or he was also on commentary as well. Just coincidentally, yeah. Um, I have to go back and look at that, but. Um, but yeah, Jerry the King Lawler has been making jokes about that heart, the, his heart attack for a while. I remember one time he alluded to like wanting the steak and cheese really bad on the oh, on the pre-show. Had the food thing, and then literally the week after he had a heart attack, they I think it was a week or two. Whenever he returned, they had him uh, shilling Sonic. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, and then they had the one time when they had him endorsing um, an energy drink, and I was just like, <laughs> like nah, that's Red Bull. Not- <laughs> it gives you wings, and when you're in heaven. Oh, but yeah, come to the conclusion of SmackDown, the big, big new. Oh, I forgot, I almost forgot. They announced that the um, Elimination Chamber oh. was going to be their next pay per view in February. Uh, well, let's what, just say I'm after. glad the announcement wasn't Shane McMahon being entered into the Royal Rumble. Oh, my God. When he started talking about it, I was like, no. No, please, no. Like, that's that's going to take away a spot from a guy who needs it. But when he mentioned the Elimination Chamber, uh, that'll be fun. That'll, you know, we haven't seen that in a while. And yeah. I, I like that pay per view. They're like going to. to benefit because they only use that that they're going only be using that match once. Um, the fact that they've watered down Hell in a Cell and all these other gimmicks, uh, Elimination Chamber, we do it once a year. Uh, I can go for that. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I love the Hell in Cell. I mean, Hell in Cell Elimination Chamber since they first did it, and I like the spots that contained in it. Um, arguably, it's been pretty much safe. I mean, cuts and bruises, but nobody's really ultimately been really hurt in it. So I expect some good things out of it. Um, so that was a good announcement. Yes, yes. Glad I'm glad that he was not entering into the Royal Rumble. But I, I do hate to cut it short, but I do have to go pretty soon. I'm going to be talking to John. Um, yeah. Okay, let's 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 wrap it up real quick. Let's no wrap rush. it up real quick. Um, like I said, Mickey James made her appearance. Crowd didn't give her any love, but um, it's good to see that she transitioned from one NST match to the main roster. She deserves it. She's going to help elevate all the women talent on SmackDown, and I'm mm-hmm. very intrigued to see what her and Alessa Bliss has going on. I expect to see her in the main event, uh, sort of say type of match for that belt. She deserves it after I'm that Oscar. Important. If there's one yeah. woman, one woman I want to see return, it's also you see Victoria down the line somewhere. Yeah, you know. that's been rumored for so enough, long. She doesn't get enough publicity or enough talk, but yeah. uh, she's you know she's a great follow on Twitter, and yeah. uh, I hope she gets a, some a run. Yeah, um, Kurt Angle introduced in a um, has been announced that he's going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. He will be their headliner. Um, there's been a lot of other rumors of other people that's supposed to be in the Hall of Fame this year, including DDP, including. Uh, Beth Phoenix, who, who did you say? Uh, no, with DDP, I think that'd be much deserved. Um, yeah, yeah. When it comes he, to Angle, I feel it kind of took the, the the air out of the balloon a little bit. If he does, he should be debuting at Royal Rumble because now they have no chance, no option but to do that. If he yeah. doesn't debut at Royal Rumble, people are gonna go, huh? Yeah, I think I know. I got some points to that too. I want to say though that when DDP gets um. When DDP DDP gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, it's going to be very emotional because considering all the people's lives that he's helped, Scott, including uh, Scott Hall and then Jake, you know, the, Jake Snake. the Snake, yeah, those documentaries, man, like he deserves it just off the strength of that. God bless him. Yeah, dude. But I'm going to let you have your Randy Mo- the Randy Orton Jim altercation oh, we'll, talk. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Randy Orton, Kurt Angle. Uh, there's a few other things I want to get to. A little bit more news bit stuff later on. Uh, yeah. And a lot of times I do WWE recaps as well, yeah. but uh, I like to maybe open it up to it for new segments, new ideas. And yeah. today I'm just going to have a little bit more news as opposed to uh, reviews. Let me hit you on the spot before we get out of here for, for sure, tonight. For sure. The Royal Rumble. Who's your final four? Who ultimately wins it? And give me some um, WrestleMania booking for that winner. Uh, the Royal Rumble, I would say for the final four, I'm going to say uh, Kurt Angle. You know, okay. there's a little bias right here. I'm also going to say, um, hmm, who else? I guess they're going to have. If, I'm going to name I mean, a couple of people. John going to win the belt that night, so he, you know. A uh, couple of people that's going to be in it: Goldberg, no, Undertaker, no, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. Probably, probably Lesnar. Uh, Goldberg, no. I, one of the, it's not. It's either be Goldberg or Lesnar, but not both for sure. Yeah, uh, Undertaker. Yeah. I would say mm-hmm. Undertaker. Um, and they're gonna probably give a young guy a rub, so you know, throw one of those. I mean, maybe maybe love Seth in there, but it's you know, I have to actually think a little bit more about that. So you did put me in the spot, but I will, I will, <laughs> I will have a better outline uh, maybe later on tonight. We got time. We got time. Just to let you know, my book and I got, um, I got Samoa Joe. Oh, Joe. I, Joe will be debuting, but I would love to have him in the final four. But yeah, makes sense. I got Samoa Joe. I have Brock Lesnar and Samoa Joe. I have Undertaker. And I have, um, I do have somebody young too. I was digging. I wasn't sure what I did. I want to go with Seth Rollins or did I want to go with um, a returning Finn Balor? But ultimately, I, I have the Undertaker winning it. Um, 
And I have the Undertaker to face Cena in the main event for WrestleMania. You know, more I think about it, I would love to. I've been saying I'd love to have Miz win it, but um, it, would, it would be interesting to see where they book him. But I love the Miz. He's so he's he's so great in everything he does right now for WWE. I got a man crush on him. I'll admit it. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you, think, somebody think, that, that's my that's my uh, that's my cue, right? Yeah. Sorry, right, man. So oh, look, no, good, you good, man. I, I'm sorry to cut it short. I no, we'll, no, we'll get back at it. No, you're good, brother. But before we get out of here, yeah. make sure you plug all your stuff all over again so everybody oh, can just check you out. Find me on Twitter out. at Sean Neutron. Um, you know, I, I find me on Instagram at Sean Neutron. My blog is uh, SeanNeutron.blogspot.com. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Look, make sure you check out his show. Um, when are you going to have it posted? Oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. I mean, you got my podcast is every Thursday. It's on WLWstudios.com. You can find them at WLWstudios at Midnight Jury. Uh, they're available on iTunes, Stitchers, TuneIn Radio, um, you know, and I'm be looking to expand that as well. I'm always thinking about new ideas for the podcast, and um, so yeah, that's that's where you can find me every Thursday. All right, you heard it. Uh, this is two chains here for the Big Obel Wrestling Podcast. You know where to find us at at BGB Group on Twitter, um, Big Obel on iTunes, on um, Facebook, on Tumblr on soundcloud so like subscribe comment interact you want to get on the show we'll make it happen and again every wednesday oh you know it you are you're you're marked in i got got you marked in like three or four more times for sure in the next couple of months (laughs) yeah there we go man i appreciate it man thanks for having me on hey good chat with you tonight man i'll be i can't wait to interview your show make sure you give uh john a, a shout out and um pop that question for me yeah i got you man All right, buddy. All right, y'all take care. Catch y'all next week.